to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Something that you and I can't do it for ourselves. That's why we need our God. He is the Almighty. Amen? And, and fasting is a time, just as a natural, when you fast, there's detox that's happening. Right? You cleanse your body. When we set aside time to pray and fast, there is a cleansing that's happening within our soul, the spirit realm. Amen? Amen. So last week, last week I talked about, you know, we start out this time by an invitation. Say, create in me, O God, a clean heart. Come. He will not come into your heart barging in. He is a powerful God, yet He is so gentle and He is so sensitive. When He receives an invite, He will step in. So we started our last week and said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and do renew a right spirit within me. So He comes and then we say that God, your heart, a slight recap from last week, God, your heart above all else, right from Proverbs 4, you know, because out of it spring forth the rivers of life. And then in John 7, say, the Spirit of God is that river that will begin to unclog. Sometimes through life, through journey, our spirit, our soul being clogged, can't, can't really receive, can't hear, can't run as fast, as smooth. But the spirit of God through fasting begin to cleanse us, clean us, and begin to flow unhindered from within us. You have Jesus in your heart. He lives in you. And today, I just want to uh, share from uh, last week was fasting um, the power of prayer with fasting. Today, I want to talk about the power of fasting with prayer, with praise, and the prophetic. Fasting, the power of fasting with prayer, with praise, and with the prophetic. And, and, and today is that the heart, the victory starts from the heart. Very often we want to look external provision. We want to look at external sources. But victory actually starts from the heart. Firstly, by inviting this God into our heart and making room. Fasting is making room for God, the activities of God in our lives. We'll begin to break things that you and I can't. There is power in fasting. Last week, I gave many scriptures, many scriptures about fasting, the importance of fasting, prayer and fasting. There is a scripture mandate for us to fast and pray. There are some things we can't cast out, Jesus says, unless you fast and pray. There is a very powerful act of surrendering, subject our flesh and give in to the Spirit of God. It needs training. It needs a choosing. I want to um, preach from Second Chronicles. Before that, can I have Hebrews 4.12, please? I would love for you to engage in this verse, to read together with me, with your mind, with your heart, and your spirit. This is the Word of God. Let's read together. 
for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Today, as we are, I'm going to preach out of this. Second Chronicles 20, it is powerful and active as we are engaging with the Word of God. When we read, it's just a logo, a written word. Well, now the Father is seeking worshiper who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. We are reading the truth, but we need to engage, give of ourselves in the spirit and truth. The Father is seeking. Second Chronicles uh, twenty, um, we it is really focused on. Uh, focusing on King Jehoshaphat. You know, just before that, in, in uh, 19 verse 3, it says that King Jehoshaphat set his heart. He already has already determined. He had already made the decision. He set his heart on God. Now, verse 20, uh, uh, chapter 20, it says, after this, the Moabite and the Ammonite and some of the Meunite came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazan, Tamar, that is, and Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. He, he knows the importance, the power of fast. The first thing he received the news, he proclaimed he, that consecrate a fast in the whole nation. These three days, Casey City Church is setting aside these three days and proclaiming a fast. The people of Judah, you know Judah means praise. The people of praise came together. Are you a people of praise? We are going to come together. Came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek Him. Seeking, the, um, Matthew 6, 20, uh, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen? In a, so, the first part is seeking is our doing, our choosing, our setting of our heart. That I am choosing this day to seek the Lord and His righteousness. And you know what? Our God is faithful. He will add unto you. That is His promise. He is a God that is yes and amen. So the people came together, the people of praise came together to seek Him. Then Jehovah stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. The temple of the Lord. I say before that it's great that we have a fasted life. Keep us sharp. But it's something powerful when we come together in the house of God. And he prayed a very powerful prayer. 
a prayer that comes from his heart. Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all kingdoms and the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. He started out by uh, the prayer, by pretty much the prayer that Jesus taught us, our Father, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. The holiness of God is complete. There's nothing lacking in His holiness. Jesus taught us by declaring, put God first. Very often when we go through challenging time, we put the problem as God. We place our challenges above God, right? But now he said, Jehoshaphat said that, you know, there's no one. Let me read verse 6. Okay, Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, verse 7. Did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name. He is reminding God. He is reminding God of what he had promised, what he had done. He is Affirming again the work of his hand. Who God is and the work of his hand. Right? If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague of famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple. Now, he is saying despite of what's going to happen, Right, He said, we will say, again, he has already set his heart. I am going to stand in your presence, in your house, no matter what happened. God, that bears your name. Do you know what? The church is the body of Christ. This is his temple, the body. And we carry the name of Jesus. We, the temple of the Holy Spirit, we bear the name of Christ. And we'll cry out to you in our distress. And you will hear us and save us. His confidence is so bold, so clear. His confidence is in the Lord. He's telling God, he's so assured that God, you will save us, right? You will come to my aid. Come to our aid. The confidence is in God. But now here are men of Ammon, Moab and Malseer, who ter- whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade. When they came from uh, Egypt, so they turned away from them and did not destroy them. God, you told us not to do that. We didn't do that. But See how they have repaying, they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For they have no power to face, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. There are things that God has promised you in your life. But 
day in, day out, you feel like this vast army is attacking you. Remember last week, a point is that our heart is constantly under attack. You feel that way, you know, and, uh, and, and what, what is this vast army? Is it depression? Is it finances? Is it family? What is it? Is it attacking us, our city, our nation, bushfire? That's beyond you and I. God is doing a cleansing in our city. He's transforming our city. And He has to move. That is beyond our ability to transform. What is attacking you today that is beyond you to face? We do not know what to do. Are you in that place? I do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. It's fixed upon Jesus Christ. Jehoshaphat started his prayer by placing God where he belonged. He is powerful and almighty. And he was so transparent in praying from his heart. You know that this prayer is not a prayer in the secret place. He declared this prayer in public, the whole nation. Doesn't sound like it's rehearsed. It's something that comes from his heart, his relation with this almighty God that he's so assured of who he is that you will save us. You will come to our aid, amen? And despite of everything, I don't know. I don't need to know everything, but I know who you are. I'm going to fix my eyes on you. And I know that you will take me uh, where to be my destiny. You will lead me. You will fight for me. Amen? That was his prayer. And all of the men of Judah, all the men of praise, not just the men, their wives, the women, the children, and the little ones. It's not just the adult. Every single one. This is a time we begin to gather our family, no matter where they are at in their journey, to begin to gather our sons, our daughters, our grandchildren, the little child, to begin to gather them before the Lord. They stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel. You see, the prophetic begin to burst out of that prayer. The prophet begin to prophesy. And Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Methaniah, the Levite, and descendants of Asaph. You know what? When the Bible writes down all the details, this is for a reason. Is telling you that whatever you do, impact the generations to come. From generation to generation, right? His blessing flow from generation to generations. So you and I got to set our heart today. What are we going to do? What are we going to impart to our next generation and the following generation? And Asaph, Asaph was one of the Levi out of three that was commissioned by King David. Right? He was in charge of the singer, singers in the first temple. Right. 
So out of the Psalms that you read there, they identified 12 that was written by Asaph. That is mean what? A, a spirit of worship. A spirit of praise. And in the atmosphere, in the presence of God, the prophetic begin to move. The voice of the Lord becomes clearer. And Jehaziel began to prophesy. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do you know what it was written then? It is for you and I too. Because the word of God is living, right? We say in Hebrews, it's an Old Testament, it's living and active. It's called, what means active? Not seated, not quiet. It's on the move. The spirit of God is constantly on the move. Active, doing, acting. When you are connected, your spirit, your soul, your mind begin to connect with his word. It begin to stir your heart, your soul. Begin to pour his spirit. Begin to pull you out of the pit. Begin to destroy that, that prison doors that you feel that you're locked behind. He sets the captives free from Isaiah 61, right? He has anointed us. His anointing is with us. He said... This is what the Lord says to you. And it's to you, to you, to you, and to me too today. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. The greatest challenges, do not be afraid. For the battle is not yours, but God's. <laughs> Amen? For the battle is not yours, it's God's. Yes. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the paths of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the deserts of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? You will not have to fight this battle. That's why we can rest. 2020 is the time of rest. That is a rest upon the completed work of Jesus Christ. Because he will fight your battle. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Are you lost? Do you know what? Our generation is very lost. We can't take up our position because we do not know who we are. Our identity has been challenged. You are the son and daughter of the Most High God. That is who you are. That is your position in your house, in the Father's house. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of the Most High God. Have you forgotten that? You know how? Because we, we can't really tell. It's not about the title. The problem when we fix our eyes on the title, we lose the power and the authority. We begin to think we can do it. He said, take your position, son. Take your position, daughter. Stand firm. Stand firm. It's a hard thing to do when we think we have to resolve everything. We think we have to fight every battle. We cannot. Do the, oh, oh, not quite work out. Let, let, let's try this. Oh my goodness, it's worse. Oh, right? So say, stand, take your position, son and daughter. Stand firm. 
and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. See the deliverance that He will give you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Again, he started out by saying, you know what? Fear always have a way of destroying what God has said to you. There's two fears. One will direct you and give you victory. One will cripple you. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That wisdom is pure from heaven. You know, a, a, a fear that caused you to do the right thing. That the fear you have reverence and awe. I don't want to do anything apart from what he has to say. And that fear begin to liberate us to the freedom the sun has come to set us free. But the other fear, that is, that's why I keep saying, do not be afraid. Because this fear cripples us. Maybe, maybe I fail, I'm not good enough. Maybe there's so many maybe. Again, he said, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. God, go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. The word of God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is his word. He will never. Doesn't matter what. Not because you do the right thing or the wrong thing. Because his love is so great that he will never leave you. No matter you're in the dungeon, you're in the high places, he is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Now, as we read this word, there are many expressions of worship. One is stand. Standing before God is an act of worship. Singing is an act of worship. Bowing down is an expression of worship. The problem, if we think by doing those acts will have power, is not. It comes from the heart. The bowing begins to say, I'm humbling myself before your presence. I know who is the most high God. Proskunio in the Greek word most used is, is, uh, is to bow down and kiss the hand of God, the king. A humbling. Not just Jehoshaphat, the whole Judah and Jerusalem uh, people from, uh, from the land bowed down and worshipped. And then some Levites from the Kohathite and uh, Korahite stood up. They stood up, standing again. Now the form of worship. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. That is a scripture for our Romeo. He's, yeah, he got, he, he got a scripture back up. With a loud voice, they stood up, praise. You can't praise somebody by just keeping quiet. Praise is declarative. Okay, Tushan, you're a man of God. Oh, Susanna, Susanna, you, you are so beautiful. You know, praise has, is verbalized. 
And when we praise God, we declare, we verbalize who He is with a very loud voice. That is definitely Romeo. Okay. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoya and they set out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. And God uses the prophet to speak into the situation. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army. Can you imagine? Sometimes God asks you to do things is like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Why are you doing this? Who fight a battle putting a singer right in front? Praise and thanksgiving opens up the windows of heaven. It opens up the gates. It begins to carve a path away where there seemed to be no way. And then this is what they sing. Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. Give thanks. They're thanking God ahead of the, the victory because they know who God is, what He would do. They give thanks in advance. And His love endures forever. Another version said that His mercy, mercy is a judgment removed where we deserve. His merciful God. Amen? Amen. Mercy and loving kindness. He's loving he is kind. This is who our God is. Another uh, uh, version said that His faithful love. He is faithful. Endures forever. Yes. Now, as they are singing, as they began to sing and praise. Verse 27 says, as they begin to sing and praise, another version, at the, at the very moment they sing and praise, as they begin to declare that, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Malseer who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Amen? The Ammonites and the Moabites rose against the men from Malseer to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. The, the enemy were killing each other. They were completely confused. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. And they found them, among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and 
also articles of value more than they could take away. You know what? God is going to provide as we focus on Him. He's going to provide more than you and I. We, he wants us to be blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Not just chasing our tail, trying to make ends meet. As we, and there are things that we can't do. That's why we need to worship God, the one that can do on our behalf. The God can lead. Then, um, on the fourth day, they assemble in the valley of Baraka where they praised the Lord. Don't you think there's a lot of praising? Their heart constantly praising God. This is why it is called the Valley of Baraka to this day. Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. This time they praise God with instruments. Amen? The singers are here, you know, not just playing instruments, they are praising God, not just entertaining. Now, Verse 29, the fear of the Lord came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the king of Jehoshaphat, and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. How wonderful. Do you want God to give you peace and rest on every side? Amen. How many of us in 2020 would like God to give us rest and peace on every side? Can I see a hand? Do you want? Yes. Uh, you know what? And act. You know, when we worship, we raise our hand. There are many expressions we have taught, been, uh, we taught on uh, expressions of worship. As we're worshiping, we are not just it's an act that engages with our heart and say, God, you are God. I place you where you are. And then an act of I surrender. When there's someone pointing a gun at you, I do automatically, I surrender. You know, it's an act not out of fear, but out of reverence. Yes. I surrender. You know, in 2020, Father, we just want to declare right now, God. 2020, we place you as our most high God. You are God and no one like you, Lord. Jesus, you have conquered every sin and death that we might be free, oh God. We might know the truth and the truth will set us free. Lord, we just not just know it as a knowledge. We will completely engaged with our heart, with our emotion. Holy Spirit, this is your time and the hour. We need you to begin to bubble up from within us, that river of life, Lord, that cleanses and leads us and refreshes. We thank you in advance for what you are doing during this time of fast and pray. Unclock, oh God, the very thing that hinder us, oh God. We bow down, oh God. We acknowledge that you are God. There's none like you, oh God. We worship you, Father. Begin to break every habit, every bondages, every patterns, oh God, that so blinded us, oh God. Open our eyes that we may see, oh God. And we invite you. We invite you, come. We make room for you, oh God. 
and we humble ourselves, oh God, during this fast. Lord, this fast, oh God, we say we are to pray, we will praise, and we will speak your word. Father, come, infuse us. Give us a heart that constantly declare. Declare your word. Declare who you are. Even as Larry continue to lead us, let's be poised in that, that position. Position of worship. Position of praise. And allow the Lord to lead. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the battle is the Lord. 